This is Why We Plan, a podcast for business owners and their advisors about how to better plan for the exit from a business. Join us each episode as we discuss different elements of exit planning, including real-life stories, challenges, and opportunities of owners and their advisors. Welcome. My name is John Brown. I'm the founder of BEI, uh, and I'm the host of this podcast, Why We Plan. With me today is an old friend, longtime BEI member, former NFL great, Larry Linney. Welcome, Larry. Thank you very much. It's a good way to make me laugh when you go to the great side, but thanks. I'm glad to be here. So Larry has uh, an interesting story to tell. He's a prolific author. He is a successful businessman. He had a good career in the NFL, maybe not Hall of Fame level, but pretty darn good for a slow guy. Uh, uh, so Larry, tell us a little bit about your background. Tell us about the book that you're writing and why you're writing it. You got it. So uh, first of all, John, thrilled to be here. You, you've been a big influence in my life. Uh, I was actually back in year 2000 that I owned a and was partner in a company in New Mexico that uh, we brought on an attorney and sent him to BEI uh, to become a certified exit planner. And he did work for our clients at our insurance agency. And it was so successful. Um, 14 years later, when I uh, bought a consulting company in the insurance space, uh, I decided that one of the biggest needs in the insurance industry, because we have a lot of people that are in their 60s and 70s, that uh, being able to be a guide to their businesses in exit planning was going to be something that was valuable. So I came back to you again and uh, took the class and then got my certified exit planning designation. And, um, and now I run Insight Performance Group, which is a company that works with some banks, financial advisors, and insurance agencies. And we're actually leaning into a little bit of insurance companies right now. And the whole premise of what we do is help companies think through their exit. And that means, what do you want when you leave the business? And what do you expect? And how are you going to do it at a level that's going to be everything you want? But we're involved in every aspect from today until that time. And that could be uh, executive development, business continuity, uh, financial perpetuation strategy. Uh, it can be financial management itself and supporting there, um, operational systems lean. So I've got a team of seven advisors, and we are business consultants that advise our clients on how to grow their business. But I got to tell you, John, we use every one of the principles that you taught us and that I learned through the certified exit planning process. I use every one of those, those concepts and taking them through a systematic approach of understanding that it's not just putting together a financial agreement of how I'm going to sell the business. Um, it's maximizing that through all of the different components learned in that, in that process. So um, the company I run, Insight Performance Group, I also own a couple of venture capital companies now. I write books and do some uh, live development with individuals with another company called Intellectual Innovations. So I am a little bit of a serial entrepreneur doing a lot of things and um, have been, again, using these principles. Uh, we did decide to write a book, uh, and one of my clients is the one that wanted to write it. And, and John, we, we went through an, an actual BEI process with this uh, insurance agent up in Michigan. And uh, this, the, we went through the process with him. This was about 10 years ago. And 
he kind of rejected it. And I think a lot of your listeners are going to, they're going to uh, relate to that, that the people say, oh, that's great. But my exit is so far away. Why now? You know, why should I really work on this now? It's so far away. And they stepped right. And, and, and the reality was, you know, today he's writing the book and saying, the number one thing is time. You better have plenty of time. You've got to work on this for a long period of time. You can't do it in the last minute. And in the beginning, he rejected it. Well, then after a couple of years, he came back and started realizing uh, that, gosh, I don't know if I'm going to have enough people. Um, I don't know if I'm going to hit my business objectives. I don't, you know, the growth, the financial values. I don't know that my wealth is going to be enough if I don't get this done right. Um, I don't know if I've got the people in place to buy the business effectively. And he wanted an internal tra transition. So in all of that, John, we, we got refocused. And he had seen that I had written my resignation letter. Now, you still see me standing here working, so we'll have to explain that. Yeah. My resignation letter was written, and I laid out in detail how our, my company had turned into the financial performance that I needed, uh, how my company had developed things that replaced all the skills that I bring to the table, which was probably going to take a few people to accomplish. Um, it talked about the evolution of the business and how people had grown and we'd brought in new talent and all of these things, but they hadn't been done yet. And so the, the uh, letter was post-dated seven years. Hmm. And when I first handed it to my staff, they, they rejected the letter. I said, just read the stinking letter. So they read it and they kind of laughed, but then they realized in that moment that the power of this letter was I was giving them hope. You know, they looked at the world today going, you know, what are we supposed to do? Wait till, you know, you're, you're not capable anymore and we're supposed to tell you it's time to go. No, that's not a good idea. The best idea is me to set the date, tell them what has to be accomplished and tell them if you want it, here are the things that can be taken over. Here's the financial opportunities. Here's ownership opportunities. Well, John, it turned my business around. My, my company's probably doubled what it would have done in that time frame, And I'm, I'm a year and a half away right now. Uh, but it's more than doubled what it would have done in that time frame, and the valuation's gone off the charts because people had hope, and they knew exactly what they were working toward. That's that business continuity side of what you teach, is let's make sure we've got the people doing the things and developing the skills to take over the roles that are critical. Well, Scott, my client, had seen this as well, this letter, and he said, I've got to do that. So he said, I'm going to write my uh, exit letter, my termination, my resignation. So he did. And the same thing happened for him. The business continuity started coming around. He identified the right people. Um, he identified the right perpetuation strategy, which for him ended up being selling to a third party in a unique way that allowed him to still maintain control of the business. But it was more of a capital partner. It was a perfect fit for him. But, you know, John, as you know, and again, I learned this from you and I learned this from, from the BEI process, that the options available to you when you've got eight to 10 years are broad. The options available to you when you have to do it today, they're very narrow. And so, you know, that is, not to interrupt you, but that is one thing I've really noticed the last few years. There's been certainly a lot more impetus to sell to an outside third party because money, at least until recently, has been pretty freely available. The multiples were high. And if you had a decent business, you didn't necessarily have to do a lot of planning if you wanted to sell to a third party. That's right. What so many really great business owners 
want to do like you and like the person who wrote the book, who caused you to write the book, uh, they don't want to sell to a third party. And if no. they don't want to sell to a third party, then they do need to have that written plan that lays out a roadmap for them about how they can help create the value and the culture in the business that will allow them to succeed you in ownership. It's spot on. And, and these people are saying, I want a legacy. I'm trying to build something yeah. for the people that have helped me grow my wealth. I want, to, I want to do something that makes this a perpetuated legacy business. But boy, it sure is easy to jump on these massive PE offers and these big dollar amounts sitting out there if there's not a plan. But if I'm working a plan, and again, Scott, my client, myself, our wealth more than doubled what we thought it would be by this time. So it's easy to say, you know what, I'll take a lower multiple. I'll take a discounted value and use non-qualified deferred comp. Sound like anything you've ever taught? We'll use those strategies. Yeah, we'll use those strategies because my wealth is way beyond what I thought. But if I'm not planning and I just show up one day and go, you know, I think it's time, boy, those big numbers look a lot better. So the interesting thing about it is the book that we're writing is called Resigned to Success. And it's all about the concept that, you know what, I'm going to resign and I'm going to think through the future. That's what it really is about is I'm not going to just wait till the end. I'm going to think about this and I'm going to have a plan and I'm going to follow a plan and I'm going to adjust the plan. And, and I'm going to see success happen across the board because of this planning process being in place. So, and of course, you will be noted in the book as long as you'll allow me to use your name. Um, uh, of course, that makes my book, you know, worth even more. But uh, I'll, I'll make sure that, uh, that that happens. But we're so excited about it because we do go into the details. And I would encourage anybody listening to the podcast today. The, the things you, that we learn through the BEI model and the team and the people that we have available to us throughout this this structure, um, you know, take those ideas and, and give your clients as much detail about, about a clear picture of the future, because the clearer the picture is, the better they can walk through it, they can adjust from it, and they can end up with tremendous outcomes uh, that they can't get if they just show up at the last minute and hope for the best. You know, we're going to see continued PE money out there. You know, I'm, an, I'm a, a venture capitalist. I've got two uh, very large funds that I use and, and play with and interest rates until they hit eight, nine percent, it's not going to change what we're doing. We'll take lower returns and keep using our money because we're not going to set it on the side. So we're not going to see a lot of decline in these values, but um, I still believe that a good plan and allowing you to make more money through the process is a lot better than not making as much money and having to sell it for a bigger number at the end due to the P.E., I would also encourage everybody, you know, one of the reasons I've had great success is because my clients know that I know them. And what I mean by that is I narrowed my focus down to an industry niche. I work with insurance brokers, I work with insurance companies, and I work with financial advisors and a little bit of banks. Um, I'm not out there serving 25 different uh, types of industry classes. My clients want to work with me because they believe I know them intimately. And I'd encourage people you know, find a few narrow areas of, of niche that you can focus on and you'll be able to double your price. You can make more money working with people that believe you really know. Them. So there's a little well, side you, advice for you. You know more. I mean, you've got, you have that practical experience when you've worked with a dozen owners of similar businesses. There's just a lot of knowledge that you acquire and you can share. Yeah, That's exactly right. I have 96 clients in the insurance space. 
and all of them are paying an annual fee for me to manage this process for them. And um, the fact that I understand what an insurance salesperson does every day, I understand what a, what a CEO and an operations manager. And so when they're getting advice from me on how to build the value in their company, they know that I know their business and, and it allows us to charge what it's worth. So I'd encourage all of your people watching this podcast today, find a way to get your niche to where people understand or think that you really know their business. And you're not just selling them a life insurance policy or selling them an annuity or selling them on financial advice, that you really know their business and you can help them with this long-term exit planning. Excellent. Excellent. Larry, that's wonderful. And I would I just point out to the to the listeners that Larry is one of our providers of knowledge at our advanced training sessions. He's one of the instructors and uh, he's one of the very best. But the caliber of people on this podcast and at in go, who go through our courses is extraordinarily high. And a lot of it's due to Larry Linney. So Larry, thanks much. Well, thank you very much. And, and I would say, I love going to the, to the conferences. I love being involved with the different people because you have attracted some amazing talent. I call on many of them throughout the year for advice. And that's, I think, one of the powerful things you've done is you've brought together some really talented minds in the business. And I'm humbled uh, that I get to teach uh, one of the classes. Uh, and and uh, it's, it's one that I have a lot of passion around. So I, I love that I get to do it. But I, I, I feel very humbled because I know what I draw from with others and I get great value. Very good. Thanks much. Thank you, John. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to tune in for our next episode. If you'd like more information on better ways to plan for the future, please visit exitplanning.com.